welcome to Innovative Medical Solutions' latest podcast series on Arthromid. These podcasts are brought to you by IMS Vet, leaders in discovering and distributing the latest, most innovative products to equine veterinarians. Head over to www.arthromid.co.nz to find out more. Hello and welcome. We have veterinarian Lee De Clifford in today to further our education around Arthromid Vet. One of the specific topics you wanted to touch on was the original investigation into the use of Arthromid Vet in the use of arthritis management. We've got a few papers to discuss today. The first of those is the original use in goats. Uh, yes, yeah, so uh, Aziz Timebar and his team uh, looked at the use of uh, the 2.5% prolacolamide hydrogel in the treatment of induced osteoarthritis in the goat. And it was a randomised controlled pilot study. And what they did is that they surgically induced uh, arthritis by transecting the medial collateral ligament, uh, bisected the medial meniscus at its midpoint, and also created partial thickness incisions uh, of the cartilage of the medial tibial plateau uh, in stifles. Uh, the goats were then allowed free exercise, and after three months, they were randomly divided into two groups. Uh, group one was the treatment group, consisting of four animals, and group two uh, consisted of two. Uh, and these control animals had their stifles injected with uh, saline control, and then the other group had uh, one mil of the uh, arthrin vet injected into the uh, medial uh, femoral joint. And they were... Uh, all joints had uh, MRI analysis done, uh, performed prior to surgery, at the time of the injection, which was at three months, and then again at four, five, and seven months post-surgery. And all goats were clinically evaluated on the ground and on a treadmill, and were videotaped to allow three blinded uh, observers to assess the lameness scores. Further to this, uh, hematology uh, biochemistry, including acute phase proteins, were also assessed. At seven months, all goats were euthanized, and gross pathology and histopathology, uh, including uh, immunohistochemistry for nerve endings, uh, were performed on the femoral joints. The hardness of the joint capsule was measured in both groups using the Instron 5564 testing scheme. And interestingly, at the end of the study, three out of the four treated goats uh, were clinically sound. One of them had not improved, whereas the two control goats were still lame. Uh, in both groups, the values for hematology, biochemistry and acute phase proteins were within normal ranges. And interestingly, the MRI showed that in group one, which is the treatment group, three out of the four goats, which also correlated to the same goats that were sound, had a decrease uh, followed by stabilisation of osteoarthritic lesions, while one goat had mild progression of osteoarthritic lesions, which was the goat that remained lame at the end of the study. In group two, which was the control group, which of which both were lame at the end of the study, both had mild or marked increase of osteoarthritic lesions. And gross pathology uh, of the group one demonstrated that all operated stifles showed typical signs of osteoarthritis. The interstinovial lining was thickened and the cartilage surface was uneven in all cases. The gel was seen in various amounts adhering to the inner side of the joint capsule in all goats in the treatment group. And those, uh, then histopathological investigation revealed that the nerve endings were normal looking and in normal numbers. And investigation of the joint capsule hardness showed that in the treated stifle of goats, uh, in the treatment group, uh, the medial side, which is that injected with the product, uh, was always, as they deemed, less hard or more elastic than the contralateral limb. 
So this is quite interesting, and this was the first study looking into the use of it, mm -hmm. as you said. And this was a true pilot study showing that uh, although the numbers were low, that it was a proof of concept that this study could be further um, extrapolated on to look into both mechanism of action of how, of how it operates, but also uh, to launch a new series of uh, investigations into the use in, in the equine patient. So this was the, the foundation of the product Arthromedvet, but, and as you just said, this paper led to m more research into the mechanism of action. Uh, yes, so the, the joint capsules taken from uh, these uh, individuals here in this study uh, were then further assessed, again by Aziz uh, Timebar and his team at uh, Copenhagen University. And what they found interestingly in this is that in conjunction with other papers, that the, the product primarily lines the, the subintima uh, of the joint capsule, and then they then found, using the instron straining technique from the previous paper, uh, that the point at which irreversible damage was uh, able to occur under strain of those treated joint capsules was increased uh, in comparison to control. And then when they compared, uh, if you look at the values roughly, you're looking at a, a, around about a 15% reduction in the joint capsule elastin, so from a normal joint to an arthritic joint, and then they found that in the arthritic uh, joints treated with the product, it was then increased back up to a normal range. So then that laid the foundation for the development of mechanism of action, which does also fit with the timeline uh, in which it takes for the product to achieve its full efficacy. And from the research that uh, other research teams have done, and, and including papers that we've done as well, we found that it does take four to six weeks to achieve its maximum effect, which fits perfectly with uh, the mechanism of action uh, born out of this paper, or series of papers as well. Is there anything else you want to add about that paper, or we can move on to the incorporation of the product into the synovium of both normal and osteoarthritis joints? Uh, yes, yeah, so the, the mechanism of action is primarily through the increased elastins. Uh, however, we do feel that there are secondary effects from that, because we do know that one of the biggest aspects of an arthritic joint is a reduced range of motion that is hypersensitive as well, and that is that's a natural mechanism of action for a damaged joint to reduce its use um, and it's, it tells the brain to stop using the joint as much because we do know that overuse leads to further degradation. So it is a natural protective mechanism and what we can find with this is by increasing the joint capture elasticity uh, it increases the function of that joint again which then reduces that hypersensitivity of the joint as well making the overall uh, patient comfort level a lot better. And there is a hypothesis there that also reduces allodynia, so you know, perception of pain at the spinal cord level, that even when removing sensitization to that area, it still was perceived at the, in the central nervous system. So overall, it's been quite a good paper to, to get, to yeah. prove that, um, that it has a, a unique mode of action, and uh, unlike anything seen before. And it also lends itself to being used not only on its own, but also in conjunction with other methods, uh, modalities if required for certain patients. Another interesting point out of that is that histologically it shows that the nerve endings are perfectly fine mm -hmm. um, and that there is no adverse effects on the, on the perception of, of any noxious stimuli in that joint, which is of, of great concern for welfare as well. And finally, the incorporation of the product into the synovium of both normal and osteoarthritic joints? Yes, so the, again, these two papers then led to further analysis of the product. And the next natural step was looking at the tolerance level and also the longevity of the product mm -hmm. uh, in, 
in animal joints. And there's a really good paper uh, performed by Lise Christensen uh, and, and the team there. And again, it's out of uh, Copenhagen uh, University. And the, the title of the paper is Synovial Incorporation of Polyacrylamide Hydrogel After Injection into Normal and Osteoarthritic Animal Joints. And this paper was quite interesting as it was prospective, controlled and longitudinal. And it took uh, normal uh, knee joints injected with the product then uh, this was performed in 10 rabbits that were followed uh, for up to one year, followed by post-mortem examination, uh, carried out up to two years post-injection in 18 horse joints, uh, which had previously been treated with one or two injections of the, of the product, and then also had radiological uh, osteoarthritic diagnosis performed on them. And what they found was that the integration of the injected gel was evident by day 10 in the rabbit and by day 14 in the horse. And with subsequent proliferation, invasion of synovial cells into the, into the gel, and by day 90 in rabbit joints and by day 30 in the horse joints, the gel had formed a subsynovial layer which was traversed by thin strands of connective tissue and an increased level of blood vessels. And in a conjunction to this, there was a, a, a synovial lining that then covered that product that was facing towards the joint cavity and these synovial cells appeared to be both greater in size and in number compared to previous uh, histological analysis. And what they found was that this histological uh, appearance persisted for two years uh, in horse joints post-injection and that was consistent for both arthritic and non-arthritic joints. So that shows the persistent activity of the product which is excellent. Again, these horses were uh, under varying levels of exercise in both you know, intensity and duration and, and different disciplines as well. Mm -hmm. So the data does need to be extrapolated in conjunction with the animal which you're injecting it into because we do know that the, the product does work for varying lengths of time depending on the joint it's injected into, the amount you're putting in and also the discipline which the horse is being competed under and also the general management of that horse as well. All of these papers highlight uh, the depth of research and, and knowledge around the product that we're talking about today. Yes, yeah, it's quite good to quite good to have this, this amount of knowledge around the product. It was certainly done in very much a different way to standard pharmaceutical development, where you know they find a problem and then find a, a product to help correct that issue. Mm -hmm. Well, this was done slightly in reverse. They they found the product first and then worked their way backwards. So you know, it's been a quite interesting uh, journey if you look at the research performed on the product. Uh, but I think certainly amongst all the different you know, papers and articles produced around the world on the research teams looking at the product, um, we do believe there's a firm hold on how the product works now. Is there anything else you'd like to add or is that it for those three papers? Yeah, no, that, that's a, a brief summary of the papers there as well. Um, if anyone would like any further information on them, you know, they're available on the white uh, paper that's online. Excellent. That's it from us. We'll be back with uh, more updates very shortly. We hope you have enjoyed this podcast and learned a little more about Arthromid. Be sure to head to arthromid.co.nz or find us on Facebook at Arthromid Vet to hear additional podcasts, read about the results others have achieved, and to find out where to purchase your Arthromid from. We came for feedback, so head to arthromid.co.nz forward slash podcasts to ask further questions, rate us, or leave a comment. All of the above will put you in the draw to win an art in the jacket. On behalf of IMS Vet, thanks for listening.